we've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to a hundred real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this bang and free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our sex and empowerment signature masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide because clitorati it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts pussy pussy it's gonna be a good one today yes i'm talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk come on girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow bring your pussies to the show Do I want to keep shooting the shit? Well, I was just recording because Katie told me to. Because she's like, you were just saying we should always fucking record the pre-show dialogue. I'm like, fuck. Okay, I got it. We were looking at our uvulas and how big they were. Well, I was saying, I think the uvula is part of the reason I'm a good singer. And then I proceeded to compare myself to like Barbara Streisand, which I now realize is a little ridiculous. A little no. fair in my not, not off fair. base at I got all. a very nose, but a tiny uvula. And I, I understand what it's like to be a man a little bit more now. <laughs> what? what is, I don't understand Because I just compared my uvula. I just saw your uvula in the locker room. Oh. And I was like, damn, her uvula is so much bigger than mine. She must be I know. more powerful <laughs> in singing. I was like, my mouth is small. So shot from the beginning. I do not know how do anything to, about it. No one ever taught me how to deep throat. It was just a natural instinct for me. Are you serious? I tried deep throating my toothbrush from like the, the day that I learned that deep throating was a thing. I was like, I got it. I'm going to practice. And here we are probably 17 years later. <laughs> still amazing <laughs> gag reflex. Just so reliable. No, you and just... I, yeah. Yeah. I like only try to like, you know, ever since that WAP song came out and she's like, I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's sitting in the back of my throat. Do I think it's cool to like try to do that now? But only because it's a rap line in a song. Wow. wow. I've been doing it since I was 25. Yeah. I mean, my partner doesn't want me to throw up on him. So I don't. <laughs> I'm I don't afraid really of burn. throwing. That's what I'm like. I'm afraid I'm a little. <laughs> no, here's what you sense. do. If a little bit of throw up comes, you just go and then you keep going. Ew, no. She's a pro. That's kinky. That's kinky. And my sensual shadow doesn't love the idea of throwing up. That's never happened to me, you guys. That was a joke. I've never thrown up. I have. Oh, really? I kind of don't believe yeah. you. You gave a like, very up. solid tip. I seriously have no little? gag reflex. I would just imagine if that would happen, that would be what I would do. I have no gag reflex like at all. 
Wow. Ever since I was a kid, like when I was a kid, they're like, swallow your vitamins. And I'd be like, okay. It was like, never a big deal for me. That I can, I can take my vitamins. Yeah. But could you do it at like three years old? No. I don't know. I did. My dad was a Vietnam vet. He was like, just in case you don't have water, you need to take your pills. And I was like, this is not the... The, the jungle. <laughs> I had a patient once who had, the, you know, she had to take lots of pills. I worked in a, on an oncology unit and she's like, when I just imagine the back of my throat opening like a whale mm-hmm. and I just take them down. And it, she Love did it that. every time. She did all of her pills every time and they were yucky tasting. So yeah. You can what also relax your anus. Your what? And that will, you're relaxing your anus. So there's a sphincter. Oh, yeah. So all your sphincters in your body are connected. So if you relax your anal sphincter, you will also relax your throat. It's also true if you relax your vulva, if you have a vulva, you can relax that and it will help relax your throat. Because we're just one big tube, if you really think about it. We are. We are. Well, all that spongy tissue connects. Speak for yourself. Literati. I'm a cannoli. What does that mean? I'm a a soft donut filled with cream, not a tube. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wouldn't that make you like a Bavarian cream instead of a cannoli? Cannoli. Cannolis Cannolis are like a cannoli filled with cream. Still a tube. Yeah, yeah. You're just you're still a tube. You're just a cream. Just filled filled with cream. I'm just a cream filled tube that's that you can eat on a Sunday. I'm totally bringing you donuts, Bavarian cream donuts, because they're my favorite when you live seven minutes away from me. I know. Y'all, I'm moving literally like seven minute walking distance from Katie's house. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It's it's on. It's, it's on. so on. All right. Should we do another so, episode? Clitorati. Yeah. Do we want to just roll right into it? Yeah, just do it. Okay. So since our last recording, one of our favorite past guests has become a beloved active member of our Clit Talk crew. We're lucky to have her and her expertise as a woman who is a male sexpert is invaluable because she's the one who helps our men get what they want. So she's here so we can pick her brain about what we can do to blow our male sexual partners' minds. Please welcome back to the studio, Caitlin V. Hello. Yeah, baby. Thank you so much much for having me back. Yeah. Are you kidding, Thank girlfriend? You. Well, it's I on. You. It's on like Donkey Kong. three of my favorite human beings to talk about sex with. And I literally talk about sex all day, every day with everyone. So that is <laughs> that is about the highest compliment I can offer. That really That's is. Awesome. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, I love wow. talking about sex with you too. Caitlin so Wait. Oh my God. Katie and Madison, you guys are like fucking twins right now. Twinsies. Yeah, we are. You both were in like pro- even though. Oh, 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 oh shit! Oh, 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 guys, for those of you who can't see the video, you can see I'm, it on our Patreon. Oh, I'm not. I'm, our I've, got, I've got some red stripes. We're all wearing Strong. various shades of red and pink spaghetti and thicker straps. But Caitlin and Madison are like purple, like both purple. Okay. Katie, 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 and, Mad- Katie, Katie and, and Sugar, Sugar and everyone's names. Um, we all look like twins, though, including you, Lindsay. Oh, we all are the colors of Clit Talk, you guys. This is our Clit Talk logo represented through all of our sports bras. Oh Basically, God. we planned it. This is not a sports it. bra. This is a nighty. Oh. It's a silk nighty. Okay. Ooh. And Ryan, Ryan, I'll just fucking say his name. He can deal with it. Um, loves them. <laughs> I really don't think he cares. He actually doesn't care. <laughs> there you go, everyone. My boyfriend's name is Ryan. Surprise, Who surprise. <laughs> anyone, anyone who follows me on Instagram already knew that. Um, he loves these 90s because 
my titties fall out of them on a regular basis. And he just goes, nipple, nipple. It that. happened at the beginning of our recording. You're like, oh, nip slip. Nip slip. Nipple. Um, so we are here. Caitlin has graciously joined us. She normally is on the flip side of this conversation, really coaching men, but we are putting her areolas to the test tonight. <laughs> that just makes no sense. <laughs> They're huge. This is so, so exciting. You know. but it was, it was a, a good try. It was a good try. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, um, so we really, we thought you had such a unique perspective because you work with men so much. We thought, because we, we've asked these questions to men before, but we're like, are they giving this the politically correct answers? Mm. And we really want to know the truth. And we're like, you're in such a unique position where you can give us the real truth behind men's minds. And, you know, the commitment behind this episode is like, how do we treat our men like kings? But really like my intention is like, how do I become a complete seductress that everybody Mm -hmm. wants to fuck? Or at least most people. Already are. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you already are. Okay. <laughs> Improve on perfection. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and just um, I want yeah. to add in here is that um, Caitlin, uh, a couple of years ago when we met in Austin, um, the Silver Fox had the opportunity to be in your the presence in, 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 this, in an intimate way that you were his most favorite energy that he had um, uh, interacted with in from our time of opening up our marriage and being poly. He's like, I just, I just love her energy. And so you're one of his most favorite um, women. So I really think this is key. Like this really, it is to tell to your ways with the men. I mean, just, just putting it out and there. <laughs> the silver fox has such a strong energetic blueprint. Hmm. Like such mm-hmm. an energetic blueprint, which is a callback to the previous episode that we worked on together, which is on the erotic blueprints. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that which we will link a, in the show very, notes. It's very pres- <laughs> link in the show notes. Uh, so I appreciate that. And mm-hmm. we'll see if I can come up with a cohesive or uh, um, conscious explanation. Because one of the things that I think about when I think about like seducing men and Um, And this is true also when I teach men about seducing women is that like really such a key part of it is being authentic to yourself and your individual vibe. Like Mm. my guys mess it up the most when they are trying to play by like a pickup artist or someone else's tools, right? They're trying to like follow the script essentially. But we as women do this too, right? Mm. We don't realize the things that like really make us sexy. And then there's this other piece of like being consciously competent and unconsciously competent. You know, there's the things that we know we're good at. And then there's the things that we're just good at or, you know, we, they come naturally to us and it's hard for us to um, explain. So, yeah, I'm here to help decode the male mind. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, so and like, let's, let's, let's. And I guess, place. yeah, I guess everyone is different, <laughs> but your best advice, like, what do men really find attractive? in your experience and all the men that you've coached, like what are the common threads? The The way that I was actually thinking about this is what do all men have in common when it comes to the dating and seduction world? 
And this may be because all my experience or the majority of it is working with anxious men, but I think this is universally true. And tell me if you agree. I think they actually experience a good deal of fear. I think that is the predominant emotion that they bring into sex and dating. Now that fear can come off as like arrogance and cockiness too, um, but it can come off as anxiety and shyness and it can come off as awkward, bumbly weirdness. Um, But I think a lot of men are afraid of really being rejected. I think a lot of men really privately, secretly wish that women were being more uh, assertive. Uh, you know, I hear from men all the time that they end up dating the women who go after them because they're afraid of rejection. And so they don't really approach women. And and I think this makes sense also from an intuitive perspective. So forgive me for painting with a super broad brush here and talking in like such gendered terms. But <laughs> it is typical that f- f- women um, uh, uh, and people who identify with the feminine energy are more intuitive and have a better sense, I think, overall of what's going to be a good fit for them. Which is not to say we don't all have our baggage and toxicity and you know, daddy issues or whatever you fill in the blank. Um, but I think that we have a pretty solid sense of like, oh, this person might be a good fit for me to pursue flirting with. Mm-hmm. And guys, I don't think, as a rule, are armed with such a precise level of intuitiveness. I think that they're often attracted without knowing why or how or if it's a good fit or not. Mm-hmm. And I kind of rag on, well, this is maybe a separate subject, so so we can, I'll, I'll stop here. But um, one of the things that I'm constantly saying to my guys is they have been trained that attr- the conventional attractiveness white skin, super symmetrical face, skinny body, big boobs, fake boobs. Like you just, this conditioning that they have, we have bought into as female people, but they also have bought into big time that they should be attracted only to people who meet this conventional beauty standard. And so when they're attracted to people who don't, they first of all, reject that part of themselves because that's mm. weird or abnormal or shameful. But even more than that, I talk to guys all the time who have this idea that they need to find a conventionally attractive partner, that that is somehow important for them and to them. And almost to the degree where they actually literally, like they're shooting themselves in the foot when it comes to their dating pool and opportunities because they are looking for a partner based on this super subjective criteria that they may or may not actually desire themselves. And on top of that is ephemeral and fleeting and actually doesn't count for much in the long run. And this is something that I really learned from my now husband who dated like two models before me. And like, which I'm not putting myself down. I'm, I'm an attractive woman. I have a lot of the conventional Western standard of beauty going for me. But in terms of just like straight up, if you were to put side by side me and his ex-girlfriend who was that model and a hairdresser and like the conventional beauty standards would say her every single time. And the, the one before her also was like a go-go dancer and a model. And so when I, and I was, I'm, I'm, I think I have a accurate self-assessment. So I said, babe, like, you know, you, I've got a lot of things going for me, but like, I'm not as attractive as she is. Like, what was your thing? And every, you know, like he, if you meet my husband, if you see him, you all have seen him. He's fucking gorgeous. He's gorgeous. Like, your husband man, is gorgeous. He's on our Instagram feed. He's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. He's conventionally attractive. He's got dimples. He's got perfect hair, perfect teeth, white. They just gleam. Like he is, be, he's a beautiful 
man. And he could very much have attracted a, you know, smoking, smoke show woman, but he decided to marry me who has substance and depth, I like to think. But anyways, that is what he said to me was like, you, beauty is great and it's fleeting. It doesn't last. It will not last. It will, it does not last. And I think a lot of men are making their decisions based off of criteria that are unimportant and don't, mm. don't truly, that uh, um, they're not even conscious of. And I think that it really fucking sucks. And this is one of the reasons that we <laughs> bring it back. Thank you for following me on this road. Uh, I think this is why we as women actually need to be more assertive in approaching and selecting men because they're mm. afraid that they're going to get rejected and they have no idea what they actually want or what they actually like. Interesting. Uh, in women to a degree of like depth and realness, um, unless they've done some of their like inner work, their personal work. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to flip this on you a little bit. I love Thank that you. answer. And for those of us women, because you are so tapped into the male mind who are interested in taking on uh, maybe the persona of being a seductress, right? What would be your best mm-hmm. advice for a woman looking to create that persona? I would say figure out for yourself what you find sexy about you. Mm. Get connected to your sexuality. You know, Mm. don't expect that a man is who makes you sexual, who tunes you on. Like get into your, this is something I think three of you know a whole lot about. Get into your desire. Turn on your sexual fire inside of yourself because Mm -hmm. that shit is so magnetic. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So basically, basically what (laughs) I'm getting is (laughs) that if you are in a place of, if you're attuned to your sexiness, to your sexy, and you're feeling sexy, you're feeling yourself, you're feeling your desire, you're bringing that to the game. You're coming to the table with a proposition, right? You have some skin in the game and you're Mm. owning it. It could look like a different thing each night of the week. It's just the energy of, mm-hmm. I got this, sit back, <laughs> taking you for a ride. Am I getting that? <laughs> yeah. I think that that is definitely a, one of the articulations of sexiness. For sure. It could also be like, oh, I, yeah, I'm a sexy kitten and I need a daddy to show me what's up, you know? <laughs> but, there, there, but in all of these cases, like your turn on pre-exists. Well, yes. Okay. So I have a funny, crazy story about this. So I just had my anniversary weekend with the wizard this last weekend. We stayed at a bougie Beverly Hills hotel, which is like not like normally our vibe, but I was like, fuck it. Let's do something different. And I've put on some weight since COVID and my clothes are a little bit tighter than they have been. And I brought a cup, I brought like three different outfits. And then I put on this one like silk outfit that I have and I was like, I had a f- complete fucking meltdown like before dinner. I was like, I like my makeup bag with all my essential makeup in it. I left it at home. So I was like doing my makeup with like my secondary makeup. I was feeling uncomfortable in my body. We were checked into the hotel room late. I was not turning myself on, right? Hmm. Then I was like, I literally had this moment where I was like, fuck it. Okay, I'm just gonna like, own it. I put on the red outfit I really wanted to wear. I put my hair up in my little, I have this little fake ponytail from 
Amazon that I wear this. So I was able to like do my hair fast. I did my makeup. He was like, you look beautiful. And we walked into this restaurant and I shit you not, the minute I tapped into my turn on, he's like, do you understand that when we were walking to our table, every fucking man was looking at you? And I'm like, mm. I know. Because, <laughs> because I got out of my own head. Yeah. When I'm in my own head, I'm like in a complete meltdown. But when I'm out of my head and just like, fuck yeah, I'm wearing silver heels and more dressed up than any woman in this fucking restaurant. Look at me. They do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Love it. my other favorite, Mama Gina technique. You've heard of pussy perfume, right, Caitlin? Oh, little pussy dabs. Yeah. You just take your pussy juice, you put it on. I wore my pussy. I like... Honestly, and that was the thing that turned me around that night. I was standing in the bathroom having like a total meltdown. And then I was like, what would Mama Gina do? And I was like, yes, she put her Percy perfume on. And I like put my Percy perfume on. And I was like, snapped out of it. You know, I have never done that. You should Mm. try it sometime. (laughs) I wonder if it works if you like do it with each other's. Do you like, you want to try my perfume on you? I'm so glad we're doing video of this episode. That's not so far off. Hell no. Katie's a hell no to that sugar, just in case you were wondering. I'd like to do a scientific experiment with that. Yeah, I love like playing with your, your like where, because you brought, we, we had an episode where we talked about the erotic blueprints that we have mentioned in this episode already. And we'll probably mention in other episodes that we do with you. But I just think I've enjoyed, Caitlin, is finding our energetic blueprints together. Oh. And where we've been matching or finding those fine lines together through. It's been mm. really fun. How do you seduce her, sugar? I mean, I know how she seduces me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, seduction is not just a male-female thing. Like, let's talk about Mm -hmm. seduction in general. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Caitlin, I don't know how far, like how many details into your personal life you feel like going into, but um, I want to let you start off the sharing of that answer. Mm. (laughs) And you guys don't have to answer it. I just like... I saw an opportunity. No, okay. talking that's about a really how to be a sex, because sex I think seductress. Great. We definitely do seduce each other. We seduce friendships. We seduce job opportunities. We mm-hmm. seduce in all kinds of um, settings across our life. I think this is a really interesting point. I would say that there's sort of a, a couple different ways of reading that, one of the ways is, do you seduce in a dominant way or do you seduce in a submissive way? Ooh. Ooh. I definitely seduce in a dominant way. Like when you said, oh, to get jobs, to get like, like I go out and get what I want. Me too. But I'm so intrigued. I never even thought about seduction in a passive way. How does one do this? I didn't think about it in the bedroom though. Like what, when you just said that, like out in the world, it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm much more familiar with that. It's interesting. Continue. I definitely <laughs> seduce in a, in a submissive way for sure. How does, how does one do that? <laughs> the, so the way that one seduces in a dismissive way is by putting the attention, and this is an idea that I am taking from Cassia Urbaniak, brilliant author, um, of a book called Unbound, 
um, A Woman's Guide to Power. Mm. And she really breaks down the distinction between dominance and submission as where is your attention? So in a dominant position, your attention is out. It is on the other person. It is on their needs and the subtlest signs of their body, the way that they're breathing. Like how how you say this, they respond. And you're always kind of tweaking your approach in order to get a result from them or get them what they're looking for, right? Um, and then the submissive, their attention is inward. Their attention is in on their personal experience, on their physical body, on their desire. So if I'm going to seduce a waiter in a submissive way, I might be like, it would bring me so much pleasure to have another round of drinks brought out. Thank you. It's on me. My attention is inward. But if I'm going to seduce that waiter in a dominant way, I might be like, you could bring us another round of drinks. Thanks. <laughs> That's a dominant. You know, and the mm-hmm. you and the I yeah. language is a good, good tell. Or, you know, you would, um, or like by... 10 minutes from now, I'd like to have our bill on this table. Go. You know, that's interesting. (laughs) So based on your description, I actually think I'm more of a submissive seductress than a dominant one. Right. Is your desire, your desire is leading the conversation. Yeah. And Sugar, I really felt like you seduced me in a dominant way. So I have a really different perspective. At, when oh, we were when we first met, um, which was at the Clit Talk Valentine's Day event two years ago, uh, you were very much like, I'd love for you to come to my after party. I want to get to know you, right? Mm-hmm. You was, sure. so I guess in both, there was a desire, but there was also this like, Generating. You come. Like, yeah, I'm bringing you. You're coming with me, right? Yep. Let's go. Exactly. There's I the dominant way. I can definitely, I see how I go into both, you know. Your total switch. Yeah. I'll do a switcherooski on you. Um, <laughs> and it makes me think of like when you bought me shoes. <laughs> you bought me a pair of shoes. Because <laughs> that's like. She, she can't get over that you bought her shoes. She's told us it. five billion times. I love that you yeah, should yeah, really I gave them to her. She had a full conniption. It was amazing. If I had known that I could bring you that much joy, I would have bought you shoes the day after I met you. Right. But it wouldn't have meant as much, you know? Yeah, this was, I mean, the ultimate sugar. This is my sugar mommy. The sugar mommy of sugar is right here, right now. Sugar, sugar, Um, sugar mommy. I know that when I was making that request, I was like, well, like, I really like those shoes. Right, super sub, and so I'll notice I desire. like, yeah, I really desire. Like, mm. I'll be like, I'll, I'll notice even with my partner, I'll be like, I'm really cold. <laughs> it would bring me so much pleasure for you to wrap me up in your arms and keep me warm, <laughs> or just like versus. Would you up. come over here and wrap your arms around me, mm-hmm. and mm. then witnessing his response and then tracking it? Because again. It's all about where your attention is, you know, because your attention can be out with me. Say the example is like consoling a person. You know, if my friend's in need, my attention is out on them 100%, but I have no desire to influence them because I'm just consoling them, right? But in a dominant scenario or when I'm seducing someone, like I am hoping to influence them. And so I am using the tools of my seduction in order to move them Mm. in a direction. Mm. I have predetermined. I'm going to have to pay decided. attention to what I do because I feel like I have no, I said dominant, but I feel like when you said job, I was like, oh yeah, like I go out there and get the jobs that I want. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what I really do in the bedroom. What do you I think, think is I your... varies. I'm curious, like, what you all think is your seduction style. Or like, you know, do you have one that works on the majority of those people who you choose to seduce, whether they're male or female, or whether it's sexual or not? Hmm. I think that I am... Well, I thought that I was like aggressive, but based on your description, I'm more like feminine, my seduction, but like, like feminine dominant, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh my God. There's, they're not gendered. Yeah. You know, you can be dominant and feminine. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So my husband, after doing these blueprints, obviously go reference that episode. He's 50% <laughs> sexual. So last night, this is fresh in my brain. What I did to seduce him was um, he knows that I like about 15 to 20 minutes to get myself clean. And so he waits for me. So I make him wait. And then, um, and then, <laughs> did you say kink? And then I put on this really sexy underwear that he didn't even remember picking out, but it was all strappy. And I, I, for, it doesn't happen to me very often, but I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, this kind of like hugs me weird because I don't usually wear underwear that are crotchless and have straps all around them. <laughs> so it was like, there was skin coming out other places. I was like, this is weird. And I was like, no, it's hot. And then, um, and I put on this like bra. So, and then I walked out, I turned off the lights and I said, and I came around the corner. I was like, I'm ready for you. <laughs> And he was really into it. I so that's how I seduced, seduced. That's hot. No. Oh, <laughs> mm. Is that, that's dominant, I guess. Not necessarily. Mm. I think that the idea of like making him wait, that it could go either direction. It's a little mm. kinky because it's sort of okay. taboo to make your partner wait for you. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. obviously have some of that sensual blueprint because you like to get cleaned up and you have your ritual leading up to mm-hmm. sex and then putting on underwear, crotches, panties, like that's the sensual thing kind of too. It's also a taboo, kinky thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the I'm ready for you is sort of sexual because it's like, let's go direct mm-hmm. on to yeah. boom genitals. Like so you know, and I think we could talk about seduction in terms of the blueprints. Yeah. yeah. You know, do you seduce energetically by like sending vibes to somebody? I have done that. I have I done that. definitely done that. I've had them received and been like, wow, that really. And then I felt like, was it, did I violate your consent? Like, no, I was, I was just letting you know I was interested. But that could be a, <laughs> that can be a consent violation for sure. I've had people send me energetic seduction and been like, yo, get your, stop penetrating me with your energy. Get the heck out of my space. <laughs> well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's interesting because like when I was just had my anniversary weekend and like I told you, I had like the whole breakdown. And then at one point we were like back on the rooftop bar and he like asked me a question and he didn't, I was like sitting there with like a glass of champagne like this. And he's, he looks, he wasn't looking at me. And he like looked up at me and he started laughing. He's like, oh, you're in your clit talk energy now. He's like, I love it when you're in your clit talk energy. He's like, because you're a boss. What does that mean? Like he loves it when I'm a boss. He loves it when I am just like owning my shit. Like it turns him on. Mm. So it's like I seduce him when I'm 
were loving myself and in my full confidence, like that really turns him on. Maybe I need seduction lessons from you all. I've been trying to get my dog sex with me all day. And at first I was trying like just kind of being suggestive and sweet and like, hey, and then I got more direct. And then I was like, okay, why, why are we not? Like, what do I need to do? to get you inside of me. Like, what is it that you need from me? No way, girl. I constantly, when you're in a relationship, I constantly find myself being like, come on, please. And he's like, why are you touching my dick? I'm like, obviously, because I want to fuck you. Right. Like, right. So like, like, I find myself like cutely begging too. Like, I'm like, come on, please. please. The silver if I do it like enough, me, like, he'll, he'll fuck me. <laughs> I love that. The silver fox says like, kindness is the way to my cock. And I'm like, God damn it. Maybe tomorrow I'll be kinder. <sighs> But I do. When you asked that, I was like, when when am I successful with seduction with my primary part? Let's talk about with my husband, okay? Like, but I'm looking at like where I can seduce like my other lovers and how that would look different. Like that's what I'm, I'm kind of noticing from the conversation. I'm like, oh, it's a little bit different for each of my lovers. So just speaking to Silver Fox, like if I'm super kind and cute and do my like little cute voice and I'm like super kind to him all day and like, like think of things to do for him, like clean the barbecue for him before he grills or something. Like he'd be noticing that shit. You know, if I'm like, if I'm like acts of service, acts of service, but like also then the kindness of the words too. So Mm. if I say something really sweet to him, that could be like the, that's the keys to the cock for the, you know, it's so simple. Energy. Keys to the cock. The keys keys to to the cock kingdom. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and if your it's so interesting. An energetic, then that that connection and the way that they feel. Well, I can't wait to good. tell you what he what his results came out to be this time. But I feel like they're you are. He's got the energetic tied. Yeah. I'm waiting till we do our sneak peek on this. Though. Yeah, yeah, I'm we're gonna totally do a sneak peek on this. That. Yeah. All right. So one well, one thing that came to mind to me just to answer this question is: so I do not have this issue where I'm trying to get my husband to have sex with me. But I don't have sex with him very like. I feel like my libido is lower than his. Mm. So I'm curious if you mentioned before about filling your own cup, Mm -hmm. right? So I asked Ethan to masturbate and to find things to fill his own cup. Like when I'm not interested at that time, um, but so he, maybe it's just, but when you, when I, he starts really forcing, not forcing, but like really eager to have sex with me, it turns me off completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we've worked on that a bit, but I have also recently committed to two times, having sex two times per week, which before it was once a week or once every two weeks. So mm-hmm. I've made lots of improvements. And they have a baby. So that's like, that's a congrats. We have that's a toddler. A that's a lot, Katie. I I commend you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> me too. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I think we could answer this question from all kinds of different frameworks. Like you, we were just talking about it a bit in, in terms of the love languages, the five love languages. Yeah. And you were talking about it in terms of like, you know, the relative eagerness of your partner or yourself to have sex with you. You know, and, and the 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 tease versus the directness that we bring, you know, because you can seduce very directly. That was like my way in college. I'd be like, hey, would you like to sleep together? I would have sex with you now. Would we should, let's go. Very direct. 
And if someone was like a no to that, I'd be like, great, cool. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm thanks for being, thanks for taking care of yourself. Like on to the next one, shooting fish in a bucket. The, <laughs> the challenge of that is that some people really like a less direct, that, that, that directness in seduction can be a huge turnoff. And so your husband's being very direct and urgent with you, sex now, please. Mm-hmm. And that's a turnoff for you because you want a little bit more tease anticipation. We Most of the time, we don't want what we already have, right? So he's basically like, you have me, you have me, you have me. And you're saying, mm. no, let me, let me desire you. Let me mm. want you. Let me close the gap between us. That is more seductive to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, obviously, this is a hot topic because we had a complete show outline with many questions and we just spent like... 35 minutes talking about seduction. <laughs> so it's obviously a hot topic. So for you, Clitorati out there, you know, what, what is your truth around seduction? We want to hear from you. What is the thing that turns you on both ways? We want to hear from both ways. What turns you on in terms of seduction and what you feel like your superpower is as a seductress? Because obviously this was an episode about seduction. <laughs> um, and we had a very special guest. Oh, sorry, Caitlin. Did you oh, want to add something? Say, just just to bring it back to, yeah. I think ans- I think we did answer the question of what is it that men want and how mm. do they get treated like a king, which is, you know, ultimately you being in your power, you harnessing your desire and mm. your seductiveness is like really what they want. Yeah. And you mm. letting them know that 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 exists and being open to sharing it with them so that they don't have to guess whether or not you're into it or whether or not you want to be touched and to touch them is what men want. So yeah, problem solved. Great. Well, and mm. humans, I would say humans too, right? Sure. All humans want that. So okay. what do humans really want? We all just want to be seduced. <laughs> and for our seductions to be received. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, well, thank you, Caitlin, so much for coming on and doing another incredible episode with us. It's always so much fun to just be with you. You are so well-versed in and, and so educated in, in, this, in this realm. And it's always such a pleasure to have you with us. Um, please remind our listeners who you are in the world, the best way that they can connect with you. How can they be in touch with you? If they want to work with you, how can they get in contact with you? Thank you. I am Caitlin V, sex and relationship coach. You will find me on YouTube publishing sex and relationship related content every single week. A lot of it is directed at men. So if you have a male partner or questions about male sexuality, definitely do check that out. Or you can find me on Instagram and TikTok for daily sex advice at Caitlin Victorious X. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, this is another fun episode. Thank you. Thank ladies. you. <laughs> and uh, with that, Clitorati, we're going to see you next Tuesday. Oh, Bye. Bye. If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a wait list for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the wait list to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.